This, this is the news and talk station of New York with Greg Kelly. Real, real New York 77 WABC. A real New Yorker out there has my wallet. Oh, I lost my wallet. Beautiful wallet. I had a little trinkets and keepsakes in there that I liked a lot. In addition to 200 bucks, never really walk around with cash, but I happen to have a lot of cash in my wallet. For me, 200 bucks, and uh, I lost it. I know basically where it is. I know the, the proximity, and I know that somebody out there has it. Somebody out there has it. Wouldn't it be that hard to return it? You got my license in there. It's got an address on it. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. You always hear those stories about somebody turning in their your wallet when you lose it. Nope. Doesn't always happen. I've turned in plenty of wallets. I've done it at least three times in the past, like, three, four years. And this baby is gone. I have a feeling. You know why? Because there was all that money in it, and now they don't want to return it without the money in it. I was going through a metal detector, actually, and there was a slight distraction, and I'm pretty sure that's where I left it. Someone's got it, and um, I know it can all be replaced. Uh, I had to cancel. Why? It's hard to you know. How you ever call the credit card company? You got to verify your identity like three times, and they have you speak to three different people. They can't just hand each other the phone. You've got to go through the same thing. Talk about your mother's birthday and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, finally got it. I felt like you had to do it. I canceled the card. Canceled all the cards, but it's those little keepsakes. Little items in there. I've got a military ID that's a million years old. I'd like to keep that. I don't know where it is now. Someone's got it. They don't want to give it back to me. Please, if you got it, come on. What the hell would you do with that stuff? Keep the money. I don't care. I really don't care about the money anymore. Um, 200 bucks. I canceled all the credit cards. You don't need anything to do. You don't You don't need that thing. Um yeah, this is really frustrating. Yeah, part of it is I moved recently. I'm in a new dwelling and everything. I don't have a pattern yet. I don't know where to put my stuff. I don't know where my stuff belongs. I feel like it just everything's everything's in a little upheaval, you know? It's a great place. Room for the kids. Two kids. Two kids. It's wonderful. And this weekend, as a family, we all absorbed the the news that no longer will Chris Wallace be hosting the Fox News Sunday show. He's going to CNN, where he belongs. Cut 19. After 18 years, this is my final Fox News Sunday. It is the last time, and I say this with real sadness, we will meet like this. I want to try something new to go beyond politics to all the things I'm interested in. I'm ready for a new adventure, and I hope you'll check it out. And so, for the last time, dear friends, that's it for today. Have a great week. And I hope you'll keep watching Fox News. Nobody, you're no dear friends. The viewers hated you, pal. The viewers had no use for you whatsoever. You did crummy in the ratings. And part of it was, well, you're a terrible broadcaster, number one. Number two, you cheated with Joe Biden in that debate. You cheated with Joe Biden. You ganged up on President Trump. You did all these little, all this little trickery. And you, uh, you know, interrupted. You were playing defense for Joe Biden. And we all saw it. You can never, ever let that down. The other thing, you notice in that announcement, he's been getting paid by Fox News millions of dollars over the past, uh, what is it, 18 years, he said. He didn't thank anybody. He didn't thank his staff. He didn't thank Fox. He didn't thank the Murdochs. 
Heck, I've left jobs where I couldn't stand the boss. I thanked them profusely on the way out the door. Now, is that phony? No, it's not actually. You focus on the part you liked. You focused on the good stuff. You know, I may have had a beef or two with an employer over the years, but I never had a beef when they submitted that pay into my uh, account. All right? So you focus on that. Listen to this charmless jerk. One more time on that. After 18 years, 18 this years. is my final Fox News Sunday. It is the last time, and I say this with real sadness, we will meet like this. I want to try something new to go beyond politics <laughs> to all the things I'm interested in. I'm what? ready for a new adventure, and I hope you'll check it out. So and so, all right. for the last no, time no, good. here. Goodbye. The new adventure is CNN. <laughs> Talk about out-of-the-box thinking, huh? He went to the next channel over. CNN. Wow. Um, he's going to have, they have a new streaming service. He's going to be on that. Uh, this is a reward, I guess, for tripping up Trump, maybe. I mean, CNN has no real use for Chris Wallace, do they? Uh, what, what, what the hell does he bring to the table? As I said yesterday on Twitter, the only thing he brings to the table is a pompous attitude. That's it. But you'd be surprised how far you can go with a pompous attitude. You look like you're in charge. You look like you're, you, you can actually fool a lot of people with a pompous attitude. That's in Seinfeld, actually, isn't it? One of the few Seinfeld episodes I saw, George acts like he's uh, he acts imperious uh, when he's working for the Yankees. And everybody thinks, well, don't mess with George. He really knows what he's doing. Um, so part of it is that. It's all affect. It's all a show. It's all a game. And uh, it's a swamp game. And now they're saying out loud, out loud. They used to whisper this stuff. They're saying it out loud. They're writing it in stories that we have a duty to protect Joe Biden, to not write nasty things about him because um, the threat that Donald Trump poses, he will destroy democracy. Now, that's not true. Some of them have actually convinced themselves that it is true. So here's the deal. I, me, Greg Kelly, Newsmax, WABC, I've got to become the White House correspondent for everybody. Because the White House press corps is covering up. Now, usually for even me, I've been counting on them. Okay, if Joe Biden screws up, he's going to, they're going to talk about it. They're going to show it. No, they won't. They really won't. They'll undermine it. You know, most people like me, we've got other things to do than sit around and watch a Joe Biden speech at the Bob Dole Memorial. I mean, as fun as that sounds, it's not fun. So, you know, you got it on in the background, but you're not sitting on the edge of the seat listening to it. Joe Biden screwed it up like eight different times, and since it was on in the background, uh, nobody really picked up on it. But the White House press corps, and they're paid to listen to his every single syllable, they all covered up for him. When he said at the end of the speech, end of message, end of speech, it's oh, it, it, he like read the little cues on the teleprompter. There are little instructions sometimes on the teleprompter to tell you what to do, what not to do when to look, when to look down, things like that. But you're not supposed to say those instructions out loud. He did. Um, it's one of the reasons why you should really never bother with a teleprompter. It's uh, it's not necessary. Uh, so have you noticed all the smash and grabs ha- happening at the high-end stores? Well, now they're actually also happening at pot dispensaries. You know, we have just legalized pot basically everywhere in the country, with no meaningful, substantive conversation about it. It just happened. The new mayor, Eric Adams, everybody's so, ooh, Eric Adams is saying all the right things. Oh, really? He's the guy who 
passed a big fat doobie to Stephen Colbert on on television. Now, you know I have no use for de Blasio, worst mayor ever. But he had the decency to get high in private. This guy said he's going to get high right after the show with Stephen Colbert. He said it on television. Even showed us the pot. Even showed us the rolling paper. Oh, but he looks great in those ties, doesn't he? Wow. He really, oh, and he was a police captain. Nobody liked him in the police force. He barely was a cop. He ran around in some trade guild for most of his uh, time there. Hey, what the hell was he doing in Ghana? So the mayor-elect of New York City just went on vacation to Ghana. That's in Africa. What the hell was he doing there? Who the hell is the police commissioner? I mean, he's got a big job in front of him, but he doesn't want to even do it. He doesn't care. Where it is, he's just hanging out at a sushi joint downtown, enjoying himself. You know, the world wants to be his friend. And he wants to be friends with the world. He has very little interest or ability to fix the horrible problems we have here. And you guys are going to figure that out soon enough. I was warning you a long time. Well, you know in the audience, and people have to re- remember that he did not get elected mayor. Not really. No. On one day in June, he got three in ten votes, three votes in ten in a Democrat primary. And then through ranked choice voting, this guy is my mayor. Give me a freaking break. Are you? What the hell was that all about? All right. I got to stop saying hell. I know people get upset. Um, uh, Joe Biden is the weakest guy physically. This is really starting to bother me. He's so weak physically Leaders, world leaders take stock of him. They take a look at a guy like that and they realize I can take him. I can take Joe Biden physically. And that actually gives them the message that we can take him with our military. It's going to happen. I fear it's going to happen. It looks like uh, Russia is going to roll into Ukraine and China is going to roll into Taiwan. It's poised. And once that happens, and I hope it doesn't, but it could the entire world, there will be a new world order, and we'll be in third place at best. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Sid Rosenberg and uh, Bernie, they call them the boys around here for some reason. I don't like calling them the boys. Bernie and Sid, boys. They're like 50, 60 years old. But they, uh, let's see, they played the clip of Biden losing his space not knowing where he is at the end of the Bob Dole tribute. Uh, He's reading the uh, instructions off the teleprompter, cut 24. Hey, that sounds, what the hell is this? To new beginnings. Hey. To new beginnings. You're playing the wrong You look great. Oh, I feel great. Yeah, turn it off. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, your 24 is not my 24, but what are you going to do? Um, he did it and it was pretty wild. Um, hmm. We already covered Joe Biden is giving a free pass to President Xi and Vladimir Putin regarding the Russia situation. Uh, Russia will be walking right into Ukraine very, very soon. I already told you last. Oh, did I tell you about this crazy woman in Massachusetts? Uh, yeah, she's, uh, here she is committing a crime. This is the new top federal prosecutor, 
uh, Rachel Rollins. I'm leading a uh, petition to get her impeached. I think there's a real chance it could make it happen because when you have a federal prosecutor committing crimes on TV, you got a big problem. Let's try cut 42 this time, Chief. Get this is private property. Okay, we're get out of here. Get out. And you know what I'll do? I'll call the police on you and make an allegation, okay. and we'll see how that works okay. with you. That's uh, that sounds like Karen. That sounds like the Central Park Karen. Remember her? She was unfairly accused herself, but I don't know. It's kind of stuck. Central Park Karen, not very nice. Well, that's when somebody makes an allegation that's phony and wrong and bogus. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick, I'm looking at all the cable channels, and they've got the coverage of um, the horrible uh, Kentucky tornado. Uh, dozens of people died, including six Amazon employees. And after the storm, six Amazon workers were killed in a warehouse that totally collapsed. Jeff Bezos goes ahead with his stupid, phony baloney, glorified roller coaster uh, ego trip sends Michael Strahan and his friends into outer space. Um, Jeff Bezos used to be an interesting, nice guy. You can look up. You can tell. Back in the 90s, he was the guy who would mail you a book. That's what Amazon did. It mailed out books, and that was nice and interesting. Now uh, he's an oligarch. He's a, you know, he sees himself as divinity, and the rules don't apply to him. He went ahead with that silly – and look, I am crazy about outer space. I just love I, – I inhale this stuff. I actually can't believe we haven't been back the moon, to the moon in almost 50 years. That's kind of crazy. In fact, right now, I think at this moment, in 1972, the astronauts were just wrapping up our very last mission to the moon. The last time we had astronauts that far away from uh, us – we haven't had them that far away since 1972. Ever since, at most, 800 miles up into space, 200 miles up into space. You can look it up. The uh, International Space Station is like 150 miles up there. That's it. So we've been in low Earth orbit ever since 1972 at best. And it's a joke. It's a joke. Now, Bezos did not even go as far as Alan Shepard did in the early astronauts in the 1960s. These guys are going up there. It doesn't even count as space. And for that guy to go ahead with that phony baloney launch where they're having a good old time stroking each other's egos, I am totally sick of Michael Strahan, by the way. Why did he get a ride? Well, I'll tell you why he got a ride. They needed to take a big charismatic black guy along with them. Yep, that's it. That's totally it. I mean, well, you tell me, why did they write a check to Van Jones for $100 million when they had an all-white crew on the first trip? Racial politics. Now you have, especially with liberals, if you have too many white people in a room, you're supposed to feel uncomfortable. You're supposed to say, oh, we don't have enough diversity here. Oh, uh uh-oh. Uh, I'm going to count the white faces and I'm going to make a thing about it, even though I'm white, and that'll feel really good and I'll make a call for diversity. Yeah, that's really good. It's also really easy. It's also really easy to go around and talk about what people look like, what's on the outside, but actually fixing that problem, I mean, figuring out, well, why don't we have more people of color here? I mean, were they really discriminatory in HR? No. Everyone's bending over backwards. They want to hire people of color. 
desperately, desperately. Problem is, in corporate America, it's true. It's true. There are too few qualified candidates of color. It's damn true. And it's unfortunate. But those problems, they're deep. Hey, here's a word that the left likes to use. Is there, is there a systemic component? Well, go with that. Go with that if you want. I mean, it's an excuse. I notice uh, Asian Americans don't talk about being locked up during World War II, which they were unjustly. Horrible situation. Are they still suffering from the aftermath of that? No, I don't. I don't. I really never hear about that. But in World War II, Japanese Americans were incarcerated because of well their appearance, and the they thought that they would their loyalties. They didn't trust their loyalties. Now this was out and out racism perpetrated by the federal government. Actually, federal uh, what was his name? Uh, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Um, Gail, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, hi, you're in Manhattan. Yes, I am. Hello. How are you? Good. Okay, I wanted your opinion, since you're talking about different things in the news, about the, it just happened a few days ago, the Fordham University law teacher, I, I don't have his name, law, either a professor or just a teacher, who was fired yeah. because he mixed up the, just the names of the two black students in his class. It was an accident. He got their, their names confused with each other. He was fired for that. I saw the piece in the paper. It was an undergraduate course at the Rose Hill campus in the Bronx that I attended. He was some sort of an instructor. He makes this mistake, and then he issues, and this is this is where I think he really screwed himself, a nine-page apology letter, a nine-page email that he sent to all the students. And even the kids in the class were like, hey, dude, you know, lighten up. You didn't have to do this. So, look, I don't know. Um that mistake, people can make that mistake. You shouldn't be fired for it. I went to Fordham. I like Fordham. I I want to I want to believe that he was not fired for making a mistake that anybody could make. Now you'll see if you read the story. Fordham administrators said, "Well, we don't comment on personnel matters, but what you are hearing about is not the reason why he was fired." They did really? say that. Yeah, yeah. They indicated that there was something else going on there. So I'd like to know what, because the headline seems to be that he confused the two names. Yeah, well, I mean, wrong. hey, when, when, when have the headlines ever uh, misled us, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you got to remember that. I mean, the headlines, uh, people don't get paid for reflecting reality, unfortunately. They get, they get They get paid often for uh, exaggerating and distorting and going with the story. You know, oh, this, yes. Yeah. So, look, I read the story. I saw the guy. Quite frankly, I've made a similar mistake once. It's it's embarrassing, but it's people people yeah, confuse names all the anybody. time. It could be it, innocent. And right. Totally. And sometimes you mess up names and race has nothing to do with it. Right? You can mess up the names of people of color, not of color, whatever. So look, I think there might be something else going on here. Who knows? A nine page apology though. <laughs> I, no, I, I do. I, you could think if you make that mistake and somebody wants to make a big, now, now forget this guy for a second. You put yourself in the corporate world. If you make a similar mistake, one of those people you confuse could make a big deal out of it and probably could make you at least feel like you might get fired. 
I mean that that that's tr- that's a real thing, and that's insane. I think that's just happening right now. It's I don't happening think right now. Past. You're right. right in this yeah. crazy, stupid moment after 2020. After 2020, by the way, murder rates are up all over the place. You know, this silly sure. social racial justice movement, oh. and I'm talking about the phony one that started last year, not the civil rights movement that we needed to go oh, through, which course. was important, but it's led to death and destruction. And quite That's frankly, right. a lot of black people would be alive today had this stuff not happened last year. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm uh, hoping the new mayor will be better. You don't seem to like him. Let's try to be a little hopeful on that. Well, I mean, as I t- I'm going to give him credit because he, he smokes dope right in front of your face instead of hiding it like Bill de Blasio. So is that a start? <laughs> I don't know. I really oh, I no. really think it's – no, I, I, I think this guy – I I, I, I I don't trust him. I don't trust him one bit. We've got big problems here. We've got big, big problems here. Sorry, Gail, but thank you. Thank you. Hey, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think so. Uh, let's see here. Peter, and oh, i got to take a quick break. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. This is proof, proof. That the fake news uh, favorite, Chris Wallace, is a cheater. He cheated at that debate. Uh, there are two famous moments. Uh, one where Trump is actually starting to land punches about Hunter Biden and Joe's corruption. And listen to listen to uh, uh, Wallace freak out and try to get the topic back on track to climate change. Go ahead. Really? And I resent. Are you talking about Hunter? Hunter? Are you talking about I'm Hunter? talking about my son, Bo Biden. You're talking I don't about. Know. I don't know, Bo. I know Hunter. Yeah, Hunter you know got Bo. thrown. Hunter got thrown out of the military. He was thrown out dishonorably discharged. That's not true. For it wasn't cocaine use. And he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Once you None became of that vice president, he made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, is simply and various not other places. True. He my made son, a fortune. my son, and he didn't have a job. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people we know at home, had a drug problem. He's overtaken it. He's 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 fixed it. He's worked on it, and I'm proud of him. But why I'm was he given of my tens son. of millions? All right, but he wasn't given right. tens of millions. Of that is totally totally discredited. We've, both, we've already been through this. I think the American people would rather hear about more substantial so subjects. Well, you know, as the moderator, sir, I'm going to make a, know, a judgment call here. Three and a half million okay, dollars right. from the Let's mayor talk about, of Moscow. Let's talk about not true. That thing. report is totally Why discredited. I, I, I Mitt think, Romney on that committee said it wasn't worth taxpayers' that, money, that report. It was written for political you, reasons. You know, I'd like to talk about climate change. So would I. Okay. And they talk about climate change. And that's it. Climate change. What do you want to know about? You want to know about that money that's been funneled to Joe Biden via Hunter? Or do you want to talk about the existential threat of climate change? We had not been all the way through it. We had not been through it. Chris Wallace was lying. We had not been through it. We had not been through it. He threw the fight for Joe Biden. Wow. Now, Trump did make a mistake there. He said, uh, you know, Hunter, Hunter did not have a job until you became vice president. That's not true. Well, technically, Joe is right. 
Joe is hooking up Hunter with jobs his entire life. He was in the Senate for a long time. They started that scam a long time ago. I know somebody personally who paid Hunter Biden $250,000 just for being Hunter Biden, son of Joe. I know that happened. It happened in Delaware. And this is a million years ago. This is like 20 years ago. That was the deal. Hunter Biden, the Prince of Delaware, because his dad was the uh, senator, U.S. senator. Hey, 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 Greg, don't you have the same thing? No, I don't. The only the only thing that came with uh, the only perk that came with me if I got in trouble, it was in the newspaper. And that wasn't so much of a perk. That's it. Got a million eyeballs everywhere. They had a very sweet deal. And how about how about Chris just jumping in like that? And he did it again. Well, this time it's a little bit more uh, of a tag team effort. He's working with Hunter Biden and they're ganging up on Trump together. It's a team effort. Listen to this. You have repeatedly criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Are you prepared to to specifically do it? I I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing. Not from the right so wing. So what are you, what are you, you, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call him? What do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right like me to condemn? White Proud supremacists and right Proud boys, boys, stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right-wing own, problem. This is, this is a left-wing This is a left-wing White supremacist. Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what his FBI director said. Well, then, you know what? No, no, we're done, we're done, sir. We're done, sir. We're done, sir. Our work, my work is done here, sir. What a ridiculous question condemn white supremacy he's been doing it i mean you want me to condemn it as if it's a thing they elevate it they elevate it they've made it a phony issue but when he basically has that tag team effort going with joe and then he mentions proud boys very interesting actually and good for president trump for actually not taking the bait Proud Boys is not a racist group. It's not a white supremacist group. You have been lied to. You have been told so many falsehoods about the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys, even though the guy's in jail, is led by some guy who's half uh, black and half Cuban. Afro-Cuban, I think they call it. It's true. Uh, Daniel Tenario or something like that is his name. Um, There are all kinds of people in Proud Boys. It's not white supremacy. They say it's a drinking club, and they are pro-American. They're politically incorrect. They're a little bit on the chauvinistic side, like in the Archie Bunker kind of sense, maybe a little bit. Uh, they provided security, I think, for Ann Coulter at uh, some of those college events. Anyway, uh, this is the kind of stuff that uh, that Chris Wallace got rewarded for by the fake news. And the Fox News viewers, for the most part, turn their back on him. No use whatsoever. Bad, bad host, bad journalist. He pretends he's neutral. He's not. And uh, 
off the CNN Plus with you. Chris, bye-bye. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Hey, Sid Rosenberg has a kid named Gabriel. What was he doing on the show today? Let me hear this. Cut 25. Do you prefer him to stay in the MCU or go back to Sony and why? Well, I think at this point he should go back to Sony. I have nothing against the MCU. Iron Man is gone. And basically every other MCU character that could be reachable for some reason hasn't been. So I really don't see why Iron Man should stay in the MCU after this. He has no one to reach out to what from the? the MCU. Everyone is either dead or like unreachable, Wait right? There's no reason for Tom Holland to stay in the MCU. What the hell are they talking about? Who? What the hell was that? I thought it was uh, Sid talking to him. What are they talking about? The MCU. And they're talking about Spider-Man. What kind of morning show is this? Hey, did I take any calls yet? Oh, I, I got to take two more this hour. Oh, I've been thinking about you, Irene. Uh, what's on your mind? Good morning. Uh, good afternoon. I, uh, Greg, I didn't want to call you again about this same thing, but I, it's the only way I can get in touch. No, what's up? Get an answer. Okay. Remember we talked about the Bible? Yes. And remember I said I had the, not the wrong one, the incorrect one. I got the daily principles, which is a daily, okay. a daily one. Right. And you, you, you told me that, to get the King James Version, Charles Stanley. I went onto Amazon. I cannot, I need you to like, um, I'm very high maintenance. I need you to tell me exactly what it looks like and what it says. All right. Here's what I'm, I'm going to do. Irene, 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 I'm going to uh, put you on hold. They're going to take your number. I'm going to mail you a Bible, okay? Oh, or just send me a picture. No, I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to, I'm going to mail you the whole darn thing okay i've done this before and it's my pleasure by the way now i'm going to tell you one thing though because that's what i was thinking about over the weekend you were like i'm reading it it's not working (laughs) right Right. you kind of right Right. you got it well number one it doesn't necessarily not then and there in the moment it can unfold over the day it can unfold when you least expect it you got to get into the word every single day it doesn't take long. Okay. It's the most important thing. Seriously, what's more important, reading that or watching Sex in the City? I mean, not I that you – well, you know what I mean. There's something in your life yeah. that you do that's a waste of time. Everybody can find one. So this is it. This is the thing, the thing to do. And once you start doing it, things will start happening. You'll start hearing things. You'll start seeing things, people, the solutions. But I'm, they don't necessarily come right away off the paper. It could – they could actualize later. Then again, the answer you're looking for is sometimes right there in the paper. It's look, I'm not good. You might want to ask a minister who has some training in all this stuff. I, I, I don't. I mean, but I'm going to get you that, and uh, let's make it happen, okay? Irene, don't go away. They're going to take your name and address, okay? You got this. All right. Um, and make sure I do it. All right. I don't want this on my to-do list for too long. I got to get it done. Um, Going to the post office, though, is a major pain in the neck. I'll admit. That's uh, maybe. No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. People give me a hard time for watching uh, the Sex in the City reboot. Uh. 
here's why I'm watching it out of habit. So back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, I would watch that show. Now, why did I watch that show? Did I care about uh, Carrie and Miranda and all their uh, shenanigans? Uh, rather crude shenanigans, by the way. Uh, no, but I actually did want to see what people were watching, especially women. And back then, well, I was a bit of a, you know, I was out and about uh, dating and I wanted to have something in common with them. So I would have it was a very uh, it was very talkable. And if you were conversant in it, you know, you could really talk to almost any woman in America about that show. And I had a lot of things to say about that show. I did not like Samantha. I thought her antics were way over the top. And uh, But you got to know it to have an opinion. So I watched the new reboot. All right. So I know there are like three people in the audience, tops, who watch the show. I am going to do the whole – going to tell you what happened in the, uh, in the second episode of the reboot. In five seconds, so spoiler and all that stuff, okay? Ready? You know, if you want to watch this show, don't listen, okay? Five, four, three, two, one. Big dies in the shower. Now, here's the thing that nobody picked up on. He just, it's not the Peloton issue, all right? He was on a Peloton bike, and then he has a, uh, a heart attack. Carrie's not there. She comes home, finds him uh, in the shower dying. And now I guess Peloton is up in arms because uh, does it reflect badly on the product? No. Number one, you can tell Big is not a real Peloton guy. He's He builds his entire life about riding the Peloton bike. But if he really did that, he'd be in great shape. And Big is not in great shape. He's not. He's just an ordinary guy. You know, he's still big. He's much older. I looked it up. He's 67 years old now. So, but he's not like the kind of guy who's addicted to fitness, and that's fine. Uh, neither am I, quite frankly. But they portrayed him as a guy who was, you know, he, he was couldn't wait for his Peloton ride that night, and that didn't make sense. But here's the news: Carrie killed the guy. Carrie killed him. He's sitting there dying, and she comes home, and what does she do? Does she call nine one one? No. Does she run to get the neighbor? No. She stares at him for two minutes. While he's still alive, stares at him. And then finally she goes over and tries to, like, you know, prop him up against the wall. And they're all getting wet because the shower is still running. And she's there for another three minutes while he's still alive. Now, this is Carrie, what was her last name? Bradshaw. Carrie Bradshaw. She's been running around the city for the past 20 years with a cell phone glued to her ear. And now her husband is dying in the shower, and this is the moment she decides to go unplugged. Oh no, I'm going to live in the moment. I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not going to. I'm not going to call a friend. I'm not going to call nine one one. I'm not going to call the cops. I'm just going to be here with him as he dies peacefully. You know what that sounds like to me? Criminally negligent homicide, or maybe manslaughter, something along those lines. I'm serious. I can't believe the way. Now, by the way, I actually did enjoy the show. There's something very poignant about it. There's something. And also, I'll tell you this, too. And we were just talking to uh, uh, Irene in Connecticut about matters of faith. And this is kind of what I want to do in half the shows that I see. Actually, all the shows. I don't watch many shows anymore. Who the hell has time? There's so many more important things to do. You could lose yourself in this stuff. Do you know they say that young women, one of the reasons why the birth rate is going down is because young women and men are sitting around watching these TV shows 
and they're getting an emotional fix. They're getting all of their needs are met by Netflix. Excitement, drama, you know, just uh, all that stuff. They're getting – you used to have to go to a bar to get that stuff. You'd have to walk down the street. You'd have to expose yourself to life. Now you can cut yourself off from life and have all of these sensations. And by the way, when you're done with Netflix, there are other places you can go to to get even more sensations, if you know what I mean. And that's one of the reasons why the birth rate is going down in America. Because everybody, nobody needs anybody anymore. Um, all right, where was it going with Irene? Oh, oh, these TV shows. All these TV shows. I want to tell Carrie who then has to go to the funeral for Big. And you can tell, basically, it's like, wow, what does he have other than some dumb song he liked? What does Big have to have? Uh, uh, what do we talk about with Big other than his suits? He had nice suits. He had a song that he liked. And that was about it. If he were a person of faith, and I want to tell everybody in that show, Miranda... Uh, Charlotte, Carrie, uh, all of them. The answers to all their problems is in that same book that I was telling Irene about. Now I, I understand, you know, we want to make, you got to make a TV show and you got to make it exciting and you can't just, uh, I guess you can't just have a, a show sitting around watching everybody read the Bible. I, I, I understand that. But at the same time, it could be woven into the story. Occasionally, people are saved through this. There's another sh- – one of the few shows I did watch, it was on – and I think you really should watch this. You'll feel very sophisticated when you do. It's Swedish. It's called The Restaurant. The Restaurant. Now, oh, getting it is a pain in the neck. I had to download two apps and then I had to uh, – it was the Sundance Channel, the Discovery Sundance Channel. It was some thing. But I finally got it. I don't know why. My wife heard about it, whatever. We watched the restaurant, a couple of seasons of the restaurant, about a Swedish family who runs a restaurant. Why would you watch that? Why did I watch that? I did not want to watch that. It didn't sound interesting. It was great. It was great. And all these people and their problems. But unlike any show I've ever seen in America in the past 40 years, they actually talked about um, Christianity in a way, and they didn't mock it. They didn't put it down. They didn't dwell on some priest who had a problem. You know what I mean? They actually talked about salvation and the Lord and the quality of life that is available to us if we get to know him. And he wants to get to know us. It's available. And uh, I just loved it because these people had problems like every other. People have problems. But that is the ultimate solution. And um, it was beautiful the way they handled it. I wish more... More of our corrupt, twisted, warped culture would recognize that. Then it wouldn't be so warped, twisted, and corrupt. Okay? All right. So on this day in history, 1972, we were on the moon. We were on the moon, and we haven't been back since. I actually met the guy who went there, uh, the one guy who's still alive. His name is Jack Schmidt. I got to meet him a few years ago, and I interviewed him. What a man. Here's a guy, if he walked into the, your, if you, you passed him on the street, you would not look twice uh, because he's just an ordinary looking guy. He's, a, you know, 82 years old now or something like that. 
And uh, But here's what's incredible. Number one, anybody who's been to the moon, that's just wow, right? And only three of them, I think, are alive now. So he went to the moon, and when he gets back, he runs for the United States Senate three years later and wins. Isn't that amazing? He's not even 40 years old at the time. He runs for the Senate and wins and walked on the moon, and he was 39 years old. Just an amazing, amazing achievement, achievements. And he's out there somewhere, lives in New Mexico, actually. He was a geologist, guy who studies rocks all the time. Well, he went to the ultimate rock, didn't he? Uh, went to Harvard to become a geologist, and then he went into this. Oh, I think I mentioned this once. Poor guy. Does all these things, goes to the United States Senate, runs for a seat, wins, and he wants to do a good job. So he's focusing on, you know, getting the job done. Back home, some jerk Democrat starts running against him, you know, full time. As soon as as soon as this guy gets to Washington, he's got this guy running against him. And you know what his slogan was? He used the moon mission against him. How could you turn the moon mission against the guy? How did he turn the fact that Jack Schmidt walked on the moon into a negative. He said this. He came up with a slogan. Ready? What on earth has Jack Schmidt done for you lately? What on earth has he done for you lately? That's a pretty clever line, but man, oh, man, oh, man, what a snake. I don't like that at all. I don't like politics at all, quite frankly. I'm so over it. And all those members, all they do now, in part thanks to AOC, is try to outdo each other with the social media. They're always just uh, uh, tweeting and retweeting, and I say goofy stuff on Twitter, but I'm a call. You can do that. I've got a radio show and a TV show. I'm supposed to do that. These are legislators. These are lawmakers. There are 300 million people in America. And how many people did they get together, those 300 million people, and elect to federal office? Uh, 537. 537. That's a pretty elite crew. And all they're doing is tweeting and uh, uh, having stupid feuds with each other. There's got to be something more to it, huh? There's got to be something more to it, you would think. You would hope. You would hope. But no, a lot of them are in it for the wrong reasons. They just want to um they just want to be talked about. They just want to be well known. The the real work of government is quite frankly drudgery. It is. 9/11 report even said that most lawmakers don't care about the drudgery of oversight and governing. All they want to do is have a good time and screw around. Right Sal? Sal's on the phone. Where are you? Hey Greg, how are you? Good. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, Hello? I can. Even over that dog, I can hear you. Yeah, my, my, my dog. I love my dog. I love my dog more than I dog. It sounds like anyway. one of those little dogs, though. I don't, care, I don't quite yeah. care for the small dogs. It's like a little dog. Yeah, it's a little, uh, one of those little white little things, right? What is it? Yeah, it's a Shih Tzu. Get a big dog. I know, it's my daughter. Get a man's dog. Get a German Shepherd or a, a Golden Retriever. My, or a mutt. My, do- my daughter's dog, Greg. I cannot fight with my daughter. I cannot stand those little shih tzus. Anyway, what's up? Yeah. Uh, Enough about the dog. Let's talk. What's up? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. 
Fox News, they should have fired Chris Wallach right after that debate. That's why I lost faith on Fox News, and now I'm listening to Newsmax more and more. And a 77 WABC should have fired Chris Hans after he said that Ashley Bennett was a domestic terrorist. Hey, and hey, she hey to be Sal, killed. Sal, don't yeah. be a wise guy. I told you how I feel about this. You can't call up to my radio station and start telling people to fire people who work at this radio station. Only Chris. No, 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 sir. You can't do that anymore. I want you to take that small dog, go back to the pound, come back with the real dog, and call me back and don't ever mention anything about that again. Goodbye, Sal. Goodbye. I am not doing that. I am not entertaining that. Now, you want to talk about firing Chris uh, Wallace? Be my guest. In fact, I said that before, during, and after that debate. I reiterated it yet again on Twitter. One of my uh, high-performing tweets. Let's see here. What did I say? Uh, uh, And Sal, come on. You know I love you, but – and be nice to that dog, although you should get a real – you know, come on. Uh, Wallace should have been fired and banned after his disgraceful cheating in the debate last fall. He went all out to protect Joe Biden and hurt Trump. This man deserves to be escorted out by security for impersonating a journalist. 11,000 likes. Let's see. And then I said this because Chris Wallace actually, eight seconds after he announced that he was leaving, right after that, go ahead. After 18 years, this is my final Fox News Sunday. It is the last time, and I say this with real sadness, we will meet like this. I want to try something new to go beyond politics to all the things I'm interested in. I'm ready for a new adventure, and I hope you'll check it out. And so, for the last time, dear friends, that's it for today. Have a great week, and I hope you'll keep watching Fox News Sunday. Dear friends, who was he talking about? Everybody felt the way Sal did. We didn't like the guy. He wasn't likable. He was wrong. He cheated. He sucked up the Democrats. He was a swamp creature. Why did they keep him around Fox? Why? What virtue signal was that all about? Um, all right. So you want to talk about firing that guy? Be my guest. But I can't stand it when people come here and they, they complain about other uh, other hosts. They work here. I'm not going to go there. Although a lot of people do call about that guy. <laughs> I don't want that to happen anymore, okay? All right. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Uh, a lot of false alarms about my missing wallet. It's no joke. Thank you very much. Boy, oh, boy. I love social media, but the world would probably be a better place without it. I don't know. Mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. Uh, oh, the whole mask stuff. This Kathy Hochul, our governor, make those air quotes, our governor, she's just trying to look like a tough girl. Uh, she has no clue, no stature whatsoever. She got elected clerk once, and then rich husband got herself elected to Congress. And, you know, when you can't get yourself reelected to Congress, that means it was a fluke. It means a great big fluke. But now she's uh, – and she's one of those people who's in it for all the wrong reasons. Power. They just want power. They want status. They want prestige. She doesn't care about anything. Cares about her appointment at the beauty parlor. Uh, just 
and these silly mandates all over the place. You know Japan has figured out the way. Japan, yeah, the country we beat in World War II. Uh, we beat them bad. And actually, we set them up, though, with the Douglas MacArthur with a pretty good system. And that system is actually working pretty well. Not as good as our system, but they figured out COVID better than we have. They don't have mandates. They have uh, suggestions. They have uh, guidelines, but they don't force anybody to do anything like they're trying to do here. So a lot of good people are uh, suffering right now. And, And by the way, being excluded. This is going to affect people of color, by the way, more than anybody going forward being kept from this, that, and the other thing. And the kids who don't die from COVID, they don't. Somebody made the great point over the weekend. What is that thing where your, your heart enlarges? Myocarditis, something like that? The enlargement of the heart? Well, if you're a 19-year-old Navy SEAL, you're not going to die of COVID. But you might die from the vaccine if it messes with your heart. If you're one of the cases where your heart enlarges, now, I got the vaccine. I'm happy with it. I didn't, quite frankly, like the after effect, but I got it. That's my choice. And uh, I'm not telling anybody what to do. No way. But this silly mask game, who's wearing a mask and who's not, it's just, it's that. It's a game. So what's that guy's name on uh, the pompous guy, not Chris Wallace, the one he's going to be working with over at CNN? Jake Tapper, that's him. Jake Tapper, uh, he's hosting a show, and he's talking to Amy Klobuchar. They're sitting at a table. They're not that far. They're sitting at a table, a regular table. Neither one is wearing a mask. And he shows a clip of her at the funeral with Ted Cruz. They're sitting together having a friendly conversation. Ted is not wearing a mask. She is. Some people in the background are wearing masks. Some aren't. So (laughs) Jake Tapper has the nerve. He's not wearing a mask. And listen to how he handled the whole thing. There's something that happened uh, Friday uh, that I wanted to ask you about, if we can bring up the picture. Um, You were at the uh, funeral for former Senator Bob Dole, and you were seated. There you are. You're seated next to a Republican Senator, Ted Cruz, um, who, as everybody can see, is not masked, despite rules at the National Cathedral requiring all guests to wear masks indoors. Now, you're a breast cancer survivor. Um, You're still... Recovering, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm 100 percent. You're 100 percent better, but you're still at risk of infection because of uh, because of this this fight that you you won. What was going through your mind there, where Ted Cruz pulls up next to you and doesn't have a mask on, even though the rules are please wear a mask to protect you. You wear the masks to protect other people. She doesn't take the bait. Good for her. Um, I think people should wear masks, especially when they're in settings when they're supposed to. I think part of our duty as civic leaders. Um, is actually to model behavior um, because it's not just about masks. It's also about vaccines. And Ted Cruz, you know, he's gotten a vaccine. He gets that. Um, and part of what I don't want to get lost here is why we were there. The Bob Dole We were there stuff. to okay. honor. So she could have taken that and run with it. She didn't. I, cut, I respect that. And she was having a friendly conversation with Ted Cruz. She was the one who was doing most of the talking. So this is, this is kind of... I'm, I'm, I'm making a leap here, but you know that enemy of the people thing with Donald Trump used to say? He's right. He's right. And it's right there. It's a small example, but it's an example. Jake trying to create division where there's no division. You know? 
Some people can wear a mask. Some people cannot. Some people will. Some people won't. And everywhere you go, it's basically a suggestion. Nobody can make you do that. Nobody can make you do that. Wow. Enemy of the people. Enemy of the people. So many of them. And now this really is taking off. Journalists are telling themselves, and now they're saying it out loud, that we have a duty to protect Joe Biden. We can't write and say negative things about Joe Biden because if we do, it will hurt him and it will make democracy vulnerable to Donald Trump. So that's one of the reasons why, like the other day when this happened, uh, the people who were paid to report this stuff and talk about it didn't. Cut 24. Listen to this. Joe is uh, giving the 50th uh, speech celebrating the life of Bob Dole and uh, the, the end of message thing. He's reading it off a script and the, the, the end says the end and he actually says it out loud. He shouldn't. Cut 24. Our nation has certainly faced periods of division. But at the end of the day... We've always found ways to come together. We can find that unity again. And the message said, end of message. Get it? End, end, end of message. He, <laughs> that was the end of the book. That was the end of the speech. And he said it out loud. This guy is, well, he's, um, you know. 79 years old, but he's not a good 79. I know a guy, a good friend of mine, he's 83, 10 times sharper, more energetic than Joe. Guy's going to be, guy's going to live to be 104 probably, at least 20 years left. Joe, not so much. He's wounded intellectually, physically. He's just a, kind of looks like a dead man walking. And he also looks like he's got a big cloud over his head because he does. I mean, the fake news may uh, pretend it's not there, but we know it's there. We know that laptop is legitimate. We know that laptop shows really dirty dealings. Hunter Biden with companies and leaders all over the world. And there is a link to Joe Biden. Absolutely. 10% for the big guy. This is the kind of stuff that triggers federal investigations. Why not here? Hmm? Maybe there is one. Maybe there's one we don't know about. Maybe Joe is being blackmailed. Why do you want leaders who have backgrounds that check out? Why do you want leaders? Why do we put them through that? Why do you investigate everything there is to investigate about somebody who's running for president or will be president? Because you don't want the bad guy holding something over them. And that's what it looks like with Joe. I mean, big time. Why is he being so conciliatory with our enemies, huh? Why is he so weak? Uh, he's compromised. He's compromised internally. He's compromised externally. Dennis in Oceanside. Uh, how close are you to that big pool? They still have that big pool there? Yeah, it's still there. About a mile away. What's up? How are you, buddy? Quick question. You mentioned that Joe Biden Hunter's son got 250000 from a friend of yours. But why was your friend so stupid to give him that money in the first place? And what did he get in return? Well, number one, my friend wasn't stupid. That's the way things are done in the uh, in the swamp. Gotcha. Uh, my fr- I'm not I'm not going to say anything more uh, okay. because of. Uh, but look, 
I mean, that's the way it was done down there. I mean, gotcha, that's the gotcha. way it was done. Right. Is done. Right, thing. I, is done. Okay. Is done. And by the way, this is a guy you may have heard of. It's a okay. big deal guy. All right. and does I, that pass muster with you, Dennis? Huh? Is that does that does that is that okay with you? Uh, not really. But I mean, I mean, like my, said, my explanation. Like said, like you, I mean, yeah, okay you know, when you, you call up and call my friend stupid. I mean, well, you know, and, and, like, all right, silly, silly for giving them that money. I'm not sorry. All right. Just, you know, you know, you know, listen, listen, let me put it to you this way. They yeah. wanted something out of Joe Biden, and that was the way right. to get it done. All right. Now, if sure. you're if you <laughs> if you've got the money and there are people out there who've got lots of money. Right. Money. Right. And two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars is a lot of money to us, but not to everybody. All right. Correct. So tell me what else. All right. More importantly, how's your dad doing? He's great. Thank you. Great man. I worked for him, and uh, I, hope, I wish him the best because he was a great boss. And I bet you at Thanksgiving dinner, I bet you he was a little forgazy about when Kerry got the spot of being commissioner. He's like, holy cow, how did Giuliani pick that guy? No, this it's wrong. Guy. No, no, you no, know, no. Number one, Kerrick. number one, uh, that was uh, – Kerrick got that job in 21 years ago. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. Oh, Joe Dunn, right? Going way back, way back, way, way back, back, way back. Yeah, way. I'm old, and I'm if old, you I'm if you look it up, uh, my dad recommended uh, initially recommended. Uh, look, they have oh, a very Dunn. good relationship. I like uh, I like Bernie Carrick a lot. All right, Dennis. Hey, thanks for calling. Keep in touch. I do like Bernie, and uh, I don't like all the commissioners, though. I certainly don't. Don't get me started on Bratton. Don't get me started on that snake. Uh, do I have to take a quick break? I do. I shall return. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Well, next year is an election year here in New York State. Uh, the State House, the governor's job is up for grabs. Kathy Hochul, the incumbent, kind of, sort of, I mean, she got there through the back door, let's face it. Uh, she is running in her own right. Uh, I'm not impressed so far. I don't like these mandates. Uh, one of the Republicans up against her, uh, he's vying for the Republican nomination, and I think he's got a really good shot, is former Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino. Uh, and, by the way, a great a veteran of the airways, especially on the radio. Rob uh, Astorino, welcome back. How are you? <clears throat> testing, testing, one, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> you, Is that how it's done? Clearing your clear throat it. on the you on the air. Clear your throat. Admit it. Admit it. It's true. I burp. I do all kinds of things. <laughs> I uh, I wish I had it. Uh, anyway, look, Rob. What are we going to do here? What's your plan? Uh, Kathy Hochul seems uh, as bad as any of them. Well, she is Cuomo 2.0. There's no question about it. She looks different, but she acts the same, maybe even worse, because you knew Cuomo was a thug the entire time. He was just a brute. Nobody liked him. He was he was horrible. But you knew what you were getting. When Hochul came in, you thought, OK, maybe maybe this is going to be different. And it's not. It's it's actually worse because he's a little unsuspecting. But the COVID response is is worse than Cuomo, actually. Now she's universally masking not only kids in school, which is absurd, but now, of course, the new mandate with fines for small businesses, which are still wheezing and trying to get on its feet from all the other lockdowns and closures and, you know, price insecurities with inflation and supply chain. And, and de Blasio, of course, slapping them on the way out the door. So 
we've, I think we're averaging like 13 deaths right now. We are at the end. This is not an emergency crisis situation. It's not. And we should be learning what doctors in South Africa are saying about the Omicron, what other countries and states are doing. The vast majority, Greg, of states in America are not masking kids. Their schools are open full time. No more distance learning. Businesses are open. Yeah. It's just a different type of world, and yet we think this is the normal now, and it certainly is not, and it's not warranted anymore. So my theory here is she wants a little bit of that Cuomo action. I mean, remember last summer before he was in real trouble? I'm talking a year ago. Oh, everybody loved Cuomo, and look at how decisive he is, and he's wearing the jacket, and he's in charge. I think she really wants to cultivate that stuff for herself. And that is part of what is going on here. Uh, I mean, no rational person would be doing this. I th- uh, w- what do you think her motivation is? I think there's some truth to that. You know, what happens with politicians when when an incident occurs or there's a big issue, their first knee-jerk reaction is, I have to do something, right? And And sometimes doing nothing is the right course of action, explaining why and and moving forward. In this case, she's trying to say, look, I'm the governor, I'm decisive, I'm taking action. Even though what we're, the action she's taking is regressive, it is no longer needed. I mean, most of New York City or, or New York, the, the adult population that would be in the cohort of highest risk, our seniors, they're 95-plus percent vaccinated. The rest of the people in a much less risk category are making up their own decisions for their own health care. And kids who are at almost zero risk of of anything severe with COVID do not need it. And that's why other countries and other states are not doing that. So she's doing the knee-jerk reaction, and she's already threatening lockdowns. She's she's pointing her finger at people and saying, hey, look, if you don't do this, and by the way, I'm going to weaponize health departments to go in there with badges and check. And if we catch somebody, somebody with that mask below their nostril, well, that's a $1,000 fine for each occurrence. The next step, what do you think the next step could possibly be? It's what the worst of the worst are doing around the world, like Australia and and other countries completely overreacting, where at first if the fine doesn't work, then maybe we'll take your license away or we will potentially put you in jail and make it a criminal penalty. You know, these are things that should be out of the realm of possibility, but unfortunately they're not when the worst impulses of people like Kathy Hochul come up. Hey, well, I got you here. Can you just... Uh, your political uh, analyst hat on and tell us what's going on. Why did Letitia James, she was running for governor, then she quit. Uh, what's going on with that? I'm very suspicious, but I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it. And how does it affect you? I think it, it, it doesn't affect us at all, really, because no matter who the Democrat is, I think there's tremendous weaknesses. Uh, the best opportunity that I'm going to have, a Republican is going to, in New York, in, in a generation. And we are poised to win. I think Letitia James was not gaining traction with some of the major donors. And that really is what came down to it. So she took the safe route. I think the biggest winner of this is Bill de Blasio. And as much as we all want to laugh, you know, the, the, the lunatic asylum of voters in New York City are with Bill de Blasio. And that's the case around the state in some of the wacky places like, let's say, Ithaca, where they're so far left, they don't have any more room to go, but also in some of the urban areas. And he has built that. 
And if they could coalesce behind him in the city, then he's got a real opportunity to, to beat Kathy Hochul in a primary, especially if it's low turnout. And, and she's got to worry about that. And Tom Swazi staying in the race also draws away some of the moderate or suburban voters that might vote for her. That, too, could benefit a de Blasio or maybe even a Jamani Williams, who people forget in the lieutenant governor yeah. race with Hochul three years ago with all the Cuomo money behind Hochul, Jamani Williams got 46 percent to Hochul's 54 percent. Hmm. That's that's crazy. Well, listen, uh, I, I'm not allowed to endorse, but I would love it if you became the next governor because, uh, well, I consider you a friend and uh, it'd be great to have a friend in the governor's mansion. And also, you're obviously a common sense guy who could do the job. So, uh, Rob Astorino, everybody, you can find out more at uh, robastorino.com. And thanks for being with us. Thanks for following me on all my social media, too. All right. All right. Will do. All right, Greg. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Take care. Uh, what's my deal? Okay. Real quick, and I enjoyed that very much. Your calls when we come back. And one other thing about tonight's show. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. You know, I'm reminded of what's his name? Wallace did such a horrible job in that debate. In every single debate or every year, major presidential year, some moderator screws up in a huge way. They should scrap the entire commission. The whole debate, by the way, is run, no kidding, by Anheuser-Busch, the beer people. If you look closely at the logo that looks like it's the American Eagle, it's not. In between the podiums, you can find this. I should put it up on my uh, Instagram. It is the Anheuser-Busch beer logo. Okay, Uh, Wallace was so bad. But remember, Candy Crowley was really bad, too. She interrupted the whole damn debate to correct Romney when she was wrong and Romney was right. And it was, I thought, one of the worst things I'd ever seen. She should have been fired by CNN immediately. Of course, that didn't happen. Just like just like uh, Wallace should have been fired a year ago after that. All right. Uh, You've been waiting and it's your turn. Carl in Sayerville. Yeah. Hi, Greg. You know, you were talking about uh, like Michael Strahan. Or he went up into space, so to speak, and uh, how they make such a big deal out of these people going up for a couple of minutes and coming back down. But yet you don't hear about when Chuck Yeager before uh, Alan Shepard, he, Chuck Yeager took an F-104 starfighter straight up and the plane stalled because he was almost out of atmosphere. He was on the edge of space with a plane and he fell back down to earth. He had to, he had to eject in a parachute. You don't hear too much about that. Well, excuse me, sir, but it was uh, 65 years ago. They made a book and a They made a book and a movie about it. uh, The right stuff. I mean, I think that story has been told plenty. And Chuck Yeager, may he rest in peace, was a super duper guy. I think he was the best. He was the best. I mean, when when Alan, and now Alan Shepard went up. Really, they didn't know what was going to happen with that redstone. They didn't know if it would veer off course or explode. That was all new, you know, and those are the guys that had the guts, you know? Well, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, uh, yeah, no. You know, Alan Shepard actually walked on the moon, too. Did you know that? Yeah, he played golf on the moon, too, I think. (laughs) By the way, he wasn't that diligent an astronaut. He was too busy yeah. uh, signing golf balls than uh, <laughs> studying the geology. That's what I'm told. Really? Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, thanks for reminding us, though, about uh, General Chuck Yeager. Uh, Alfred and Yonkers. 
Yes. Hi, Greg. Um, I forgot to congratulate you on the birth of your new daughter. Yes, Alfred. I was wondering. Thank you, Alfred. Right. No, well, thank you so much. That. Thank you so much. Well, come on, apology. Thank you. What's up? Uh, I'm getting to be a regular listen- listener to your show. And, um, you know, I, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, I saw the same thing that you saw during the debate last year. And Chris Wallace was definitely in the tank for um, Joe Biden. You know, and it, it was so obvious. And um, and I'm definitely no fan of Kathy Hochul, and I'm no fan of Letitia James either. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Alfred, you I hear you yeah. loud and clear. And by the way, let's play that moment. Let's play one of those egregious moments from Wallace in that debate. Just how bad can you be, Chris? Go ahead. And I resent. Are you talking about Hunter? Hunter? Are you talking about I'm Hunter? talking about my son, Bo Biden. You're talking about. I don't know. Him. I don't know, Bo. I know Hunter. Yeah, Hunter you know got Bo. thrown. Hunter got thrown out of the military. He was thrown out, dishonorably discharged. That's not true. For it wasn't cocaine use, and he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Once you None became of that vice president, he made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, that is simply and various not other places. True. He my son, fortune, my son, and he didn't have a job. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people we know at home, had a drug problem. He's overtaken it. He's 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 fixed it. He's worked on it, and I'm proud of him. But why I'm was he given tens son. of millions? All right, but he wasn't given right. tens of millions. Of that is totally, that's Trump, totally discredited. We've already, this, we've already been th- totally we've already discredited. We both, we've already been through this. I think the American people would rather hear about more substantial so subjects. Well, you know, as the moderator, sir, I'm going to make a, know, a judgment call here. Gets three and a half million okay, dollars right. from the let's mayor talk about, of Moscow. Let's that talk is about not true. That report is totally discredited. I, I, Mitt I Romney on that committee said it wasn't worth taxpayers' money. That report it was written for political it, reasons. You know, I'd like to talk about climate change. So would I. Okay. Okay. And now we're going to talk about climate change. I mean, as soon as a debate happened, Chris Wallace tries to stamp out the debate. Anyway, Alfred, thank you for uh, bringing that up. Uh, good point, and uh, thank you for your support. All right, Maureen and Patterson. Hi, Greg. Congratulations, number one. Thank you. And number two, our county executive, Mary Ellen O'Dell, uh, is nixing or dissing uh, Hochul. We are not having mass mandates in Putnam County. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. And a lot of other counties are doing the same. So kudos for my county executive. Yeah. Well, Putnam, who's the executive again? And what are you scraping out of the pan? Oh, I'm making cookie Christmas cookies. <laughs> Good for you. I know that sound. That sounds like a spatula on a pan. Maureen, thank you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Peter in Basking Ridge. Hey, Greg. What a beautiful morning. What a beautiful day. Chris Wallace is gone. Yeah. Thank you for keeping his feet to the fire. I asked you to do that a while ago. And uh, on Newsmax, they have this announcement over here on him. It says Fox News last announced a contract extension for Wallace in 2017, and his current agreement with Fox is believed to come to an end. Whether he quit or Fox let him go, doesn't matter. He's gone. Fox threw him in the abyss in midday. On Sunday afternoons, that's that's a journalist graveyard. Well, he goes to uh, wait. What's a journalist graveyard? Uh, having a slot on Sunday afternoon against the NFL. 
Well, he was Sunday morning number one. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's considered a prime spot. People want that job. The Sunday talk shows, even though it's kind of a dying genre, it's, it's, it's coveted. It's, it wasn't a obscure spot. But wait, you remind me. Can I hear his announcement one more time? Go ahead. After 18 years, this is my final Fox News Sunday. It is the last time, and I say this with real sadness, we will meet like this. I want to try something new to go beyond politics to all the things I'm interested in. I'm ready for a new adventure, and I hope you'll check right. it out. He said he decided. It was his decision. The viewers, actually. People people like you and me, Peter, we decided a long time ago. All right, got to go through the rest of these. Pete in Bergen County, hello. Pete. Petey. Ah, poor guy. I had him on hold for a while. Uh, Rob in Orange County. Yo. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Good. Rob Schuler, New York City Fireman. I just want to let you and your readers know I'll be running for governor next year as a common-sense independent. Uh, I, I think folks have had too much, uh, too much of the left and too much of the right. We need somebody in the middle who's going to compromise and get things done. Yeah, or split the vote. I don't know, Rob. I don't know. Oh, you, uh, you, you know, Greg, you're I a firefighter on active politics. duty right now. Yeah, you're going to yeah. have to take a leave. What are you going to do? Well, uh, no, I can. I can still uh, work and campaign. That's you true. Know? You guys are like two days on, a bunch of days off, right? I mean, you can work yeah. it that way. Yeah. You, uh, you know, Ro- Greg, I say I can. I can retire in a couple of years and leave like the other million people have left in the last ten. Uh, but I'm going to stay stay and fight for what I believe in. And I think New Yorkers should stay in fight. All right. I don't want you screwing it up for Rob Astorino and guys like that, though. I don't know about this, Rob. I don't know if it's a good idea. You got to pull the plug. I want, well, pull the plug on your campaign. I mean, I don't know, Rob. You don't, you run, you can screw it up and you can get Kathy Hochul elected. You siphon off enough votes from Astorino or one of those other guys. What? What? I, I think the Democrats, I think the Democrats don't want to vote left anymore and they certainly don't want to vote right. You need somebody who's going to compromise. Yeah, Rob, I don't know. Sounds like a pipe dream. I wish you luck, but I don't know about this one. Uh, Keep in touch, though. Let me know. And i got to take John, uh, wrap it up with John in Whitestone. Oh, yes. Hello. Yes, John. Ah, gee whiz. Oh, well. Anyway, look, I'm through. Uh, Sorry, Rachel. Sorry, Wendy. Sorry. Oh, look at all these girls who called in. Uh, I'll get to you uh, tomorrow. Newsmax tonight at 7.00. Uh, what the hell are we going to do? I got to get it together. Four hours to go. No, it's going to be a great show. Thanks for listening. And um, Irene and Stella, I'm thinking about you guys, praying for you. I'll see you tomorrow.